Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday. It is January 28th already. We're going to start off with another prayer from Leading in Prayer by Hughes, Elephant Old. Let us pray. O God of the dawn and God of the lightning, God of the full bright sun, and God of the colored northern lights. Grant us your Holy Spirit, the comforter that Christ has promised. Grant that through the hearing of your word we might see the radiance of the transfigured Christ until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 20 once again. We're going to finish up the chapter. So that has us reading from verse 17 through verse 38. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when we had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. This is both a beautiful story and a sad story at the same time. And also has Paul giving some hard words to the church in Ephesus. Notice that he brings the people together and he talks about the ministry that he has. And he talks about where he is going and And he says, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I know this, everywhere I go, I am opposed for the sake of the gospel. Everywhere that he goes, and we've seen that in Acts, right? Everywhere Paul goes, there is trouble. The truth of the gospel is being opposed 
but God continues to have the gospel going forth, right? There is always this progressive movement in the book of Acts. No matter what happens, the gospel is going forward and people are coming to faith because the Holy Spirit is at work. And so Paul says, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I'm going to be persecuted. And he tells the people in Ephesus that he's not going to see them again. He's not coming back. And so he gives them some hard words. He tells them to hold fast, right? He says in verse 28, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He's talking to the elders here. He's telling me, you need to make sure that you are going to hold fast to the faith. And here in Acts, verse 29 through 31, I've highlighted, uh, if you're watching on video, I've highlighted because I think these are some of the strongest words and some of the most beautiful words at the same time that I like to read in the book of Acts. I, I come to this and I'm taken, I'm taken by these words. When he says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, or wise men twi speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years, I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Paul is saying, hey, I have prayed over you. I have admonished you uh, to the point of tears. You need to hold fast to the faith. I know what is coming. I know what's coming. They are going to be those who are going to try going to try to pull you away from the faith, but you need to hold fast and hold fast to the gospel that I have taught you here. And Paul is realistic, right? He he knows that the the difficulties have been significant while he's been there, and he knows that after he leaves, there's even going to be people from among them who are going to twist twist what has been taught. They're going to twist scripture. They're going to twist twist the gospel. He knows this will happen because our human hearts are sinful. We know that we want to be the ones who save ourselves. We know that, that we want to be the ones who are at the top. And, and the gospel says that we are sinners and that we are at the bottom and that we do not save ourselves. And so that is going to cause people to come in and, and distort things. And, and they're going to uh, do this for their own gain and for their own profit but Paul is saying, hold fast, stand strong. And notice, notice how, he how he describes this here, what the words he uses. After my departure, fierce wolves will come in, not sparing the flock. They won't care. They are like wolves. They are going to tear people apart. And so we need to understand the importance of holding fast to the faith, of to holding to the sound doctrine that we have been taught from Scripture. Because there will always be those instances where there are going to be those who want to lead us astray. And on top of it all, our own hearts may even lead us astray because we're going to want something selfishly. We're going to want to be the ones in charge. We're going to be to want, want to be the ones who make the rules. We're going to be want to be the ones who save ourselves. And so we are to hold fast because the wolves will always come. But we trust that we have a good shepherd who has fed us with his word and has blessed us with his Holy Spirit. And so we hold fast to the sound teaching that we have. We hold fast to scripture and we trust in what we have been taught, knowing that it is the truth and that God blesses that truth. Even though there are difficulties such as Paul has, we know that the truth of God's word is that if we, when we hold fast and we hold to the truth, we have that sure assurance 
of eternal life. And so we know that that is what truly matters, even in the midst of hardship, even in the midst of suffering. So may we be alert. May our application for today be that we are on guard looking out for those who would teach for shameful gain that which ought not to be taught. That those who would lead us astray might be exposed by the clear teaching and preaching and proclamation of God's word and of the gospel. May we have our senses out, being ready for the wolves that might lead us astray, that we might be faithful to what God has called us to do. Let us go to prayer. Gracious God, we come to you and we humble ourselves before you, knowing that you are the God who has rescued us from sin and unbelief. Grant that we would hold fast to your word and trust in you alone for our salvation. On this Friday, we pray for your people. We know that there is always pressure from fierce wolves to try to snatch your sheep away from you. We trust that your salvation is sure and complete, and so we ask that you would help your people to stand strong in the face of hardship and temptation. Bless us with perseverance, that we might faithfully testify to what was accomplished to save us, that the name of Jesus might be glorified. And as we head into another Friday and another weekend, we ask that through your word and spirit, we would be empowered to live a life of holiness. Convict us of areas of sin in our life and comfort us with the truth of the gospel, that we might walk in repentance and in newness of life before you today. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, have a great Friday and a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.